Welcome to this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. This week I spoke with Aaron, who is from Alberta. Aaron is an occupational therapist who has converted a ski hill shuttle bus into a traveling occupational therapy space for kids. Aaron loves taking her bus named Betty White to work with kids in daycares and preschools and camping with her family. From outings with her family to hoses breaking on her bus, Aaron believes joy is the journey and that play is her favorite occupation. Grab a warm beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. Uh, this week, I have the first Albertan on the podcast, and uh, I'm going to let Erin introduce herself. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. I didn't know I was the first Albertan. That's exciting. Um, yeah, so my name's Erin Gruitt, and I am an occupational therapist. I just moved to Medicine Hat, Alberta, uh, was living in Pincher Creek area before that. And I, yeah, I'm an occupational therapist, and I got tired of, you know, driving all over the place to see my clients and not having the equipment that I needed with me. So I decided to convert a bus into my clinic. So I have a mobile sensory clinic and um, it's three years since I um, kind of started this journey of mine. So Erin, where um, were you born in Alberta? I was. I was actually born in Pincher Creek, but I've moved all over the place. I've lived in the Northwest Territories. I've lived in Calgary, Lethbridge, Slovenia for quite a while. And um Moved back to Pincher Creek uh, to be, well, when we moved back from Slovenia, we moved to Pincher Creek, and then we just sort of settled there with our family. Uh, so where did you uh, go to school to become an occupational therapist? Yeah, I went to the University of Alberta in Edmonton, and I graduated 20 years ago. <laughs> so I've been doing this for a little while. Lots of uh, skills. So what kind of skills do you have in your back pocket that uh, helped you with the, like the build of the bus or the organization of the bus? How did that work out? <laughs> um, so I had a dream. That was the big thing that helped me. Um, I had this idea. I had seen a bus, um, I think on, I don't know, on social media somewhere. I saw a picture of a gymnastics bus and I thought that would serve a purpose for me um, as an occupational therapist working um with kids, we're always looking for space to play in. So for me, I had the dream. I didn't have necessarily the skills to build the bus, um, but I was re resourceful in that I could find uh, people had, who had done this before me or who had, had done schoolie conversions. I hadn't found a lot of people who had done um, a sensory bus before me. Now they're popping up, so that's good. Um, yeah, so I just had the dream and the the determination to get this done. Um, I, I guess I should have told a bit more about my story because I, the day that I left my job with the government, I was working for Alberta Health Services, the day that I gave my notice there, I saw this presentation with Alberta Treasury Branch that was kind of like a crowdfunding campaign that they run. It's called ATB Booster, and that's it was at that moment that I decided I was going to run a campaign to see if people would use a sensory bus and to see if they would fund it. And um, that's kind of where that 
that process started. So I was able to validate my idea and raise the funds to get the bus going and get the conversion going and to buy the bus. So right now you have your own private business for occupational therapy. You're not with the Alberta Health Services anymore. Yeah, I am a solopreneur. And uh, which right now is kind of hard because uh, just when I get things going, the government closes the doors and locks us down again. So um, I'm running the bus a little bit on the side. I, I've changed my, um, my business a little bit because of COVID. And I do have some private clients that I see on the bus, but I also take the bus to preschools and daycares. And those kids get to come out and play for an hour. So they get, it's not really phys ed, it's, it's uh, sensory motor development. And um, that's lots of fun. And how, I mean, you're in Alberta, how's that affected by the cold? Well, <laughs> last week I was closed because we had this um, polar vortex. We had tons of cold weather or a week of really, really cold weather. And yeah, I just can't start the bus even if it's plugged in, it just, yeah, minus 20, it's too cold. I did install a diesel heater recently. Um, and today was really the first day that I had the bus out and was able to, to test out the heater. So that thing pumps a lot of heat. It's really good. Um, it doesn't, I haven't figured out how to get it to run um, when the bus isn't running. So I have to talk to my mechanic who happens to be my neighbor right now. So that's handy. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about the build and a little bit about the bus. Yeah. So I, um, I did my campaign and raised the money and looked for a bus. I, I followed a bunch of schoolies on Facebook and I actually had a friend who was, um, he's a mechanic who works on all the school buses for the the school division in Livingston. And so I talked to him and he had a bus lined up for me. And then I found this old ski bus on Kijiji and it had a little bit higher roof. So I wanted to be able to hang swings and, and different equipment in the bus. And I wanted to have a bit more headspace. So I had looked at, um, you know, raising the roof, but that's a big build. <laughs> um, and then this one had a bit more headspace. So I looked it up and we went and tested it out and, and my mechanic checked it over and that's the bus that we bought. So once we got it home, we started tearing the seats out and um, that was kind of our first step. I, I right from the get-go, I wanted to paint the bus and I was looking at all these different things that I could do. And I got really sidetracked easily with with all of these fantastic things that people were doing on their um, schoolies that they were living in and I was like okay no 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 I just need it to be functional I need it to work inside first so I gutted it and then I started to I was trying to figure out if I needed to replace the flooring but the flooring was was still pretty good so I left the original flooring in and I just put mats down on the floor and mats on the walls and um, put the equipment in. For me, I didn't and where really- did you, Sorry, where did you buy the bus, Erin? I bought it on Kijiji from a guy in Langdon. And he has a bunch of different buses and he had 
originally thought that he and his wife would use it for um, like a shuttle of some sort. It used to be the bus was the Sunshine Village ski bus. So it used to take people from the parking lot to the lift is my understanding. Um, it even had a ski rack on the outside, which we converted to a climbing ladder inside the bus. Um, yeah, so I found it on Kijiji, checked it out, and uh, then had to figure out how to drive it home because I, I had never, never driven a bus before. Um, the biggest vehicle I had driven was a Suburban, <laughs> so that was a bit of a change. So I actually um, got someone to drive it home for me. It sat in front of my house, and then uh, I eventually got up the courage to try driving it, and it wasn't that bad, I have to say. And when was this? When did you buy the bus and start doing the build and um, working with it? Three, it was April of 2018 when I bought the bus. And I took that summer, I did all the work and, um, and got others to help me do the work. And then by October, it was on the road as a sensory bus. And tell us a little bit about uh, maybe the paint job and the artist. Yeah, so I just got it painted. It was... Um, I actually named the bus Betty White because um, she looks like a big white prison bus <laughs> and uh, and she's kind of rusty and she has a bit of a temperament. She likes to break down on the side of the road. And um, when I moved to Medicine Hat, my neighbor uh, said, oh, we have to paint that. And then the neighbor of my neighbor, so my neighbor two doors over said, oh, I know a guy and he does graffiti art. And uh, so she put me in touch with him. His name's Jeff Goring. Um, and you can find him on Instagram at Sons One. And he does some amazing graffiti art. And uh, he painted the bus for me just a month or, yeah, month or two ago. We got it painted and it looks amazing. It's flashy. It's like all my branding colors. So pink and turquoise, yellow, purple. It stands out. And uh we have a little game going on. If you see the bus, you're supposed to take a picture and tag me and you get entered into a contest. And uh, yeah, the paint job turned out really, really good. Super happy with it. So yeah, check it out. It's all over my Instagram feed. And uh, I don't have the, the new photos up on my website yet, but they will be up. It's a very detailed paint job. How long did it take him to uh, paint it? It didn't take long at all. I dropped it off Friday night. And uh, Saturday morning, he sent me a picture already. And I was like, holy smokes. Like he had got to, gotten to work really quickly. And uh, I picked it up Sunday night. It was done. So, yeah. Wow. And he, he uses spray paint, like from a can. But the I should find out the company. Um, there's a whole post on Instagram about it, but, um, yeah, so he uses this spray paint and it comes in like hundreds of different colors and he changes out the nozzles. So he was showing my kids that he can like, um, put one nozzle on and it's got a wide spray and he has another one that's for more detailed. Um, and yeah, like it looks, it just looks so good, but he did it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Covers. Wow, so you've learned to drive the bus and you figured that out. Uh, I'm sure you've been out on an adventure or two. 
uh, in your work and in your travels. Could you tell us about an adventure that you had? Yeah, um, well, we've in the summertime, my kids, we use it as a, a camper. So we just take it camping. But um, the bus has been on quite a few adventures. Uh, when I lived in Pincher Creek, I used to cover a large district. Um, my furthest community that I went to was almost two hours away, an hour and a half to two hours away. And so that was always an adventure, never one, never knowing if I was going to make it back <laughs> in the bus because, um, yeah, she's kind of prone to, to down on the side of the road. Um, and then moving from Pincher Creek to Medicine Hat, the bus was our, we put all our boxes in the bus and moved. So that was our, our moving vehicle. But, um, you know, every day in the bus is an adventure because I have kids in there playing and exploring and um, they think it's the best thing. And I just think it's the best job ever to have kids playing in a bus and learning and developing. And it makes my job really fun and really easy. So where you were in Pincher Creek and then in Medicine Hat, is that um, more on the, the um, prairies or more towards the mountains? So Pincher Creek is right at the foothills of the mountains and Medicine Hat is like the prairies. It's, it's almost in Saskatchewan. So it's flat and um, desert-like, I guess. So no long travels through the mountains with uh, um, no, Betty White. I, I, well, I went into into the mountains in the pass, um, but I, yeah, Betty White did not make any mountain adventures. Um, so will you rename the bus now that it's uh, a different uh, color and paint job? Ask me that, and I said, well, you don't change your name if you color your hair. So I don't think I think she's always going to be Betty White or. You know, sometimes we'll say Betty Bright, um, but it, yeah, she's always going to be Betty Betty White in my eyes. Excellent. So in your travels, um, you know, moving from one place to another and having kids in it, I am sure you've had a mishap or two. Would you be able to share with us a, a mishap? Um, well, like I said, she likes to, to break down on the side of the road um, and just little things like it's never been a big breakdown it was like um a, a hose broke or, or something like that and one time I was I was driving home from Claire's home Alberta and I could smell this the smell and it smelled like curry and I just thought that that was an odd smell anyways and I kept driving and then I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw smoke coming out billowing out of the back of the bus and I was like Oh no, like that's me. I'm the curry smell. And um yeah, it was just a hose that had broken and so it was the antifreeze, but it was just, you know, it um yeah, it just surprised me that that was a smell that I I didn't expect there wasn't a restaurant around. I didn't expect to have to to uh, be experiencing that smell and it was turned out that it was. So I pulled over on the side of the road and um my friend is RCMP and she happened to be driving by. So she stopped on the side of the road with her vehicle with the lights on. Um, and of course that draws attention to this big white bus that's on the side of the road. And it looked like I was getting pulled over by the RCMP, but I wasn't. Um, and then my friend who's the mechanic saved me once again and, and uh, 
was able to repair the hose and, and get me home safely. Wow. So would there have been a lot of antifreeze? Cause the bus holds a lot it of was antifreeze. Gushing out, like it was dripping out of the, the engine. Like when I opened up the hood, I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know something's wrong here, but I don't know what, um, yeah, I thought it was going to blow up, but it didn't. <laughs> and what, what time of day and what season would have that um, been? That would have been, it wasn't cold, but it wasn't warm. So I don't remember what season it was, but um, it was probably mid-afternoon, like two, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, because the school buses drove by as I was sitting there. So it was probably, yeah school pickup time yeah because a uh, a summer evening in Alberta versus a winter evening in Alberta with the sun going down and it being freezing cold could be two oh, completely yeah. different experiences yeah. yeah lucky I haven't had any I mean I I don't go too far off the beaten path so um there's usually help and cell phone service not too far away um, and now I don't seem to be traveling as far. So um, I mostly stick within the city limits now. And with COVID, yeah, it really puts a whole different yeah, spin on it. Yeah, I mean, COVID has definitely impacted the bus. Um, I'm actually working on the side as a COVID case investigator. So there's one part of me that's like, I really want COVID to be gone. And then there's the case investigator part that's like wow this is I'll always have a job as long as there's COVID. No Aaron I don't think you mentioned what year was your um, bus? It's a 1997 international 3000 series I just wrote that down so that I, I knew you would ask me that because <laughs> I yeah it's a white bus um <laughs> So now when somebody makes a schoolie or converts a coach bus and they're really into it, it's not just one that they do. They do one and then they figure out the problems and then they tend to build another one. Uh, what's something that if you were to do that, what would you do differently? Well, in my head, actually, I just wrote this down yesterday. I was like, I want to make more buses. And people ask me this all the time. Like, do you make buses or like, do you custom make them and sell them? And I'm like, no, I don't. Like I did one. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know if I know what I would do differently. Um, I think the bus that I bought, it served a function, but I think, I don't know, and maybe other schoolies look more at the engine or not. I was told that this engine was okay, but um, we've had some issues with it. And, you know, I'm just holding out, hoping that I don't have to buy a new engine. Um, I, like I said, I didn't change the floor and I didn't like take I know some people take out the floor and take out the roof and re-insulate I didn't do that and I maybe would if I was doing it again just to see if I could make it um, hold that heat in the winter and stay cool in the summer it gets hot in the summer and I don't do a lot of work in the summer but it's cold in the winter and especially my feet get really cold the kids are moving around and they don't get cold but I get really cold um, like I said, I haven't changed a lot aesthetic wise. I did just paint it, but like even my steps, I haven't done anything to the front steps. Um, there's lots of things that I still want to do. So it's kind of like buying an old house and you just want to keep 
renovating and, and fixing it up. This is my fixer upper. But like I said, it serves a function. I know I have hooks in the ceiling so I can change out my equipment every day. I can change it out within the session even. So I can make it, you know, if a kid wants to swing, they can swing. If they want to do the ride, ride on the zip line, they can ride on the zip line and I can change things out. I just have hooks and carabiners everywhere and, and I change everything out. So I, I think it serves a good function and it maybe isn't the prettiest bus, but um, we have fun and kids are developing in it. So so how many kids can you have in the bus at a time? Right now, I'm limiting it to four kids at a time. I say four to six because sometimes I'm a little bit lenient. The kids that I see right now are usually um, preschool and daycare kids. So they're already in a cohort with each other. Um, they're playing with each other without masks. And so I, I feel like four kids, four to six kids, it allows them to, to have some social distance um, and to be able to play more like independently and cooperatively, they might have to wait and take some turns, but they're not just standing around waiting for that piece of equipment. When there's too many kids, there's too much waiting. And then I find some of the kids are, are really rough. <laughs> and so when they're really rough, um, they need a little bit more space um, to be able to move around and, and not hurt others. And they're not being rough on purpose that's that's why I have the bus like there's kids who just need to play rougher at certain times and they need to get their energy out and they can do that in the bus so it's a safe space for them to do that um when you know when things open up I'm not sure if I'll open it up to more kids or not I, I do like the uh four to six limit um but I do know there are other therapist there's a therapist that I follow in the states and she's got a similar bus and she she has a lot more kids in there than I do but hmm. so having it as a, a source of income and having kids in there were there different kind of regulations that you would have to follow compared to myself where I registered uh, my bus as an RV uh, what's the process for starting a business and doing something like that? It was tricky like because nobody knew. Like when I went to register the bus, I said, I'm buying this bus and, and this is what I'm going to use it for. And they they all kind of looked at each other and called the supervisor in. I don't know, what should we do? And so I said, like, you could do it as an RV, whatever. It's actually um, registered as a utility vehicle. Um, I don't have passengers, so I can't have, I don't have any seats in it. I don't have passengers. Um, I didn't have to get a special license because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have passengers in it. It's just a big <laughs> vehicle. Um, I, as an occupational therapist, I had to get, um, I, well, I didn't have to get, but I chose to get the maximum um, insurance. So I've got general liability insurance, like clinic insurance. Um, I've got bus insurance for it to be able to be on the road. Um, yeah, it's pretty insured. And then I have a waiver that everybody has to sign before they come on the bus, just, just as you would if you went to like a trampoline park, um, you're signing that waiver to say that I'm not liable. Um, yeah, those are just, those are some of the things that I've done to. Uh, and you would do, is it contract work through school I, divisions? 
Well, I used to, yeah, I used to have a contract with the school division and then um, it's not even from COVID the government cut a bunch of funding for program unit funding, which is the preschool age kids. And so even if I hadn't moved, um, I probably wouldn't have had that contract anymore. And so when I moved to Medicine Hat, I was like, well, I could look for a contract, but then it was weird because it was COVID and um, the schools didn't know if they wanted to be involved in the bus. And so I just sort of put it out there to preschools. So preschools hire me and pay um, an hourly rate or we have like a fixed rate for them if they book multiple sessions. And I bring the bus to their preschool and groups of four come out. And if there's different cohorts, I clean between those cohorts. And um, that seems it's yeah, it's definitely not a full time gig. Now, something like this, I know you're working with uh, kids in preschool and daycare. Something like this exists for uh, people in elder care? Homes? No, and it's interesting that you say that because one of the preschools or daycares that I go to, they, before COVID, they did a lot. They're in a senior, in the same building as a senior's home. And um, programming together. And, and people have said, oh, it would be, It'd be cool for like for Alzheimer's I think it would be really cool for for someone with Alzheimer's to come in and just get um or dementia to just kind of release some of that stress and that anxiety but um but yeah it's it's mostly for kids I would say those three to six year olds I have had kids older like my own kids are nine and eleven and um they kind of I feel like they've outgrown the bus a little bit they still go and play once in a while but it doesn't have the same appeal as it does for like a, a two and three year old those two year olds come in the bus and they are just giddy they think it's so funny and so much fun and they just love it um and I end up to like five and six year olds too it just depends on the kids it depends what they need what sensory needs they need they're like they need to move. They they sure have fun. And I didn't really say what was in the bus. I just installed a zip line. There's um, a little mini trampoline. There's a climbing wall. Um, we took the ski rack off the side of the bus and we put it in as a ladder inside. There's, like I said, there's hooks everywhere. So we can have like trapeze. We can have swings. Um, I used to have this really great rope tunnel um, that would go and kids had to climb through it. It was supposed to be a tunnel that would attach between two trees. Um, and so it, it fits into the bus nicely. I haven't had that up since COVID because it's, it's hard to know if that material is cleaned. So everything that's in the bus right now has to be, um, I have to be able to wipe it down. Um, there's a crash mat. There's some like little ninja lines. Um, there are lots of mats. I mean, the kids, some of the kids just love coming in and climbing over the, the wheel wells. And I've got these little bumps that cover my heaters. So they climb over those bumps. And it's like, they, they say it's like the mountains. They're climbing over the mountains. Um, some kids love just writing on the windows with crayons. And, and that's okay, too. Um, yeah, Very cool. I'd like to get some more equipment. I, I'm just not sure what 
what else we need right now or what where to go. I do have a slide that goes out the back door in the summertime too. And that's pretty fun. So if somebody was looking at uh, either getting into a business or doing a bus build, what's a piece of advice that you would uh, give um, to them? It always depends on where, where they're at. Um, I do have people reaching out all the time and I offer like a free discovery call if they have questions about starting a build like this. Um, because when I was doing it, there, I didn't feel like there was somebody who had done this before and I had lots of questions and obviously lots of tears because I got frustrated. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking of doing this and you're listening, reach out because um, I, I maybe can't think of a piece of advice right now, but I would love to talk to you and just uh, be that sounding board of, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And usually what I say is just go for it. If you're thinking about it, it was the best move that I made for sure. Um, and yeah, I'd love to chat with you and help you hash that out if you have questions. And I believe on Facebook through uh, Schoolie and Bus Conversion Canada, you were registered as a mentor. I think I maybe there? did click that button. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, on did. my Instagram yeah. page, um, which is Sensational Path, um, there's a link. And I think within that link, well, on my website, you can contact me. Um, I believe there's a, a link for a consultation call. So, um, and if not, I'll go check on that after. I always change my links up, but um, yeah, you can you can find that link in my Instagram or you can connect with me on Facebook, um, sensationalpath.aarongruich on Facebook or my website is sensationalpath. Please just reach out and I'd be happy to help you kind of sort through your your ideas very thoughtful so Aaron what do you see as the future for uh the bus and well, where you're going I forward yesterday and just started like putting ideas down like if I wanted to create more buses or help people create more buses what would that look like so that's what I'm trying to to figure out right now like what would the, that process look like I don't even know if that's feasible. So I might just be dreaming again. But um, I recently got like a rural recovery fund. Um, and so I got a chunk chunk of money to kind of keep my business going, figure out how to make that money work for me, right? So what what could I change in my business that will help make it more profitable or... Um, you know, maybe it's teaching courses on how to build a school bus or maybe it's helping people do it or mentoring. You know, these are ideas that I just toss around. So I'm not sure what's next. Um, just taking it day by day because I feel like with with COVID right now, if I if I get too far ahead of myself, um, yeah, that's that's a bit challenging. So just day by day right now and um, taking things as they come. There's a, uh, I interviewed uh, some folks from a company called Pave to Pines, and they're here in Prince Albert in Saskatchewan, and they do custom builds. Uh, so they're people that you could reach out to, see them on social media, and uh, oh. they do stuff in Saskatchewan. So I'm sure they would love to have a conversation with you and 
shares some ideas, paved the pines. I was hoping that you would have a resource for me. I was like, oh, I'm going to add that. So, yeah, I think. On, uh, I think, I think maybe I was just trying to look it up, but I didn't get it in time. Maybe the fifth or sixth or seventh podcast that I recorded, um, they were on it. They were paved. We'll check that out. All right. So, um, you're on social media, uh, whether it's through occupational therapy or through schoolies. Uh, do you have any recommendations, maybe two or three people at other people across the country or even around the world um, would uh, I follow? Do. I have a few. Well, there's a few schoolies that I follow. And I was just before our call, I was trying to look them up. Um, they're in the States, though. And uh, what is there? It's Kelsey and somebody. Um I can't think who it is. My son's here standing over me trying to ask a question. You're going to have to come back after. No. Um, so people that I follow that have been influential for me is like Sensory Digest. So he's a guy, um, king of swings. I interviewed him on my podcast and he goes around and does sensory clinics all around the world. And now he's doing them all virtually, but he teaches people how to use sensory equipment um, in different ways. And so I took one of his courses and chatted with him a lot. And he, when we, when I was first doing the bus build, he was like, well, what about this? And we were going to, he was going to help me try to, to plan it out. And then we figured it out ourselves, but um, sensory digest or King of Swings, he's, he's a good one to follow. And then um, share on the air is my podcast producer so i think everybody should go follow her because she's been amazing for me um yeah those are kind of the the big ones that i i think are are great um i've got lots of people that i follow and get lots of ideas from and lots of like different schoolies and different therapists um yeah can't think of anybody particular so Aaron, what would you say would be your final words for the folks out there uh, well what's written on my coffee cup is joy is in the journey so that would be like my my words of wisdom well one of my words of wisdom um and the other thing that's written on my hoodie is play is my favorite occupation so those are my two key phrases and um yeah, the joy is in the journey. I think there's so much to be learned in, in just um, enjoying the journey and taking, you know, living life and then also taking it, taking the, the journey as it comes and learning from that. Um, and then play is my favorite occupation. That's just what I do every day and I just love it. So um, I'm I'm actually looking at not getting in the market of selling clothing, but getting more of my sweaters out there for people to see. So. So where can tell us all of the places where people can go and find you and buy some clothing or get some occupational yeah. therapy sessions so, set up? Where can um, people I'm find social you? Media and like I said, Instagram, I'm sensational path. Um, I'm on Facebook, sensationalpath.aarongruich, and I have a website, sensationalpath.com. Now, on my website, um, I'm still updating a few things. I don't have my recent pictures. 
Um, but that's a great way to reach out to me. I also have a blog on there and I have my podcast there. So. Very cool. Well, if we get to, uh, to the West coast at any point, I'll be uh, stopping in. Uh, my family there, I have a police officer. Oh, he's uh, my cousin. He's in medicine. I wonder if he's the one that, um, I hope he's so not if the guy we that pulled down... over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'll send him the link to this yeah, podcast great. and we'll, great. Uh, well, we'll find out. Thanks so much for having me on this podcast and uh, um, yeah, letting me share my story. Oh, it's great. Thank you very much for sharing your, uh, even though you're not doing the traditional build and live in, I think what you're doing with a business in a school bus is quite remarkable and there's been a few through the stories that I've been collected or collecting uh, people that have businesses and buses from dentists to music to yeah. occupational therapists to hostels. Yeah. It's, it's there's really a cool. hairdresser. There's no, a barber on wheels. No way. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll find the link and send it to you. I can't remember what it was. And there's like a beauty salon where you can go and get like your nails and pedicures and stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, if you have those links, that would be can go wonderful. Mobile now. Cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You have a wireless uh, connection and accessibility to the yeah. road and, and like for us, go wherever you want to. We're not the traditional schooly, but uh, you know, when we retire, we might hang up the swings and and convert it to our home, who knows. There you go. Or just something to yeah. travel in, yeah. like you said, in the summer times. Cool. Well, Aaron, thank, thank you. you very much. I greatly appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening and uh, we'll follow you on social media. Thank you for carving out some time in your day to listen to this week's edition of A Canadian Schoolie Podcast. You can listen to more of our podcasts through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or from wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to reach out to us through our website, acanadianschoolie.ca, or follow us on Instagram or YouTube under A Canadian Schoolie. Until next time, stay safe and be kind to one another.